good day, good day. It's the Big Deposit Podcast, man. What's going on with y'all? Congratulations to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers, the 2020 NBA champions, man. And uh, the big conversation right now that I see that's going on is this an asterisk season? Is this real? Does this count? Is LeBron a GOAT? Or was this a gimme? Was this a Mickey Mouse chip? Was this a little easier than the routes of Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain and Shaquille O'Neal, some of the greatest players of all time? Um, When I think of that, I got to think back, man. I was born in 82. My first experience with um, basketball was the 1989 NBA Finals. Uh, The Detroit Pistons, which is my local home team, was playing in the finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. I want to say, yeah, Los Angeles Lakers. And um, we ended up winning. And uh, it was a great thing. Magic Johnson played for that team. Magic Johnson's from about 30, 40 minutes away from where I'm from. I'm from Albion. Magic Johnson's from Lansing. Um, The legend and lore of Magic Johnson was huge in that time. And nobody, I think, thought that the Pistons had a chance at beating the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, It was the same vibe in 2004 that it was then. Nobody believed that we would beat the great Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I think they were looking forward to bringing home their championship again. They did it so many times. They beat us the year before. So it's def- it was definitely cool to win, to be the underdog. But getting back to the conversation uh, of GOATs and was this legit? Just like I said, I've been watching since 1989. It's a long time to be watching the NBA. I remember the Bulls dynasty. I remember the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty. I remember the Houston Rocket teams. I remember the Spurs. I remember a lot of those great teams. The New York Knicks of the 90s. Great teams, man. Great basketball. Physical basketball. Dunking on people. Grabbing the rebound being a manly man on that basketball court. People like Larry Johnson that will come through the middle and just smash, you know? Great basketball. Um, That changed a lot. That changed a lot. And I say that changed during the Jordan era. Uh, After the bad boy Pistons beat up on the Bulls for years because Michael Jordan was supposed to break out. I think Michael Jordan was supposed to be the guy for the 90s. Probably starting in 1990, they probably expected Michael Jordan to instantly be that guy and start winning championships. But I think the NBA had to put him on notice that they worked hard too. A lot of those guys were good basketball players. I hate when that whole era is just talked about like it was all Michael Jordan, all Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan at a point. In the beginning of the 90s, it was not about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was still a good player that hadn't quite cracked the cookie yet. And this is a player that was drafted in 85, 84, 85. And uh, didn't win his first championship until 1991. After they dismantled the Pistons, 
after the Lakers had got old, after the Portland Trailblazers were getting old. These guys played against the Pistons early in uh, the in 88, 89, and 1990. And then these are the same teams that he played against in 91 and 92 to win his championships. And nobody talks about the fact that these were aging teams that had been in the mix for a long time. And they were getting old. It was towards the end of what they were as players when Michael Jordan started winning his championships. When Isaiah Thomas went on and retired from basketball, when Magic Johnson had to retire because of the HIV virus, it was kind of easy to dominate the NBA at that point. Charles Barkley was a big man, good player, but he was a big man. There weren't a lot of Michael Jordans in the league. And um, it was fairly easy. I remember my father always saying that um, he's a lucky guy. Very lucky to be in the NBA that he's in at this time because it's a whole different NBA. This isn't the NBA from the 80s. This isn't Daryl Dawkins and Dr. J. Uh, this is a new day. You know, this isn't Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you know, going at it neck to neck. You know, I think Reggie Miller was the only guy that was giving him a run for his money. John Starks in one series gave him a run for his money from New York. Uh, it wasn't a lot of guys out there that could give Michael Jordan a run for his money. Um, that is different, I think, in today's game. You know, Michael Jordan dominated for those years. And I would say it was due to aging players and some players just being too young and not having any experience you know, in the NBA, in the playoffs or anything like that. Even the Phoenix Suns, when uh, Charles Barkley came up against that, he didn't have a lot of playoff experience, especially finals experience. So the one finals that he did make it to, come on, let's be honest, Michael Jordan had been the two before that. The Bulls were ready for that challenge. The Phoenix Suns were a new team to Charles Barkley and not new to the playoffs, but definitely new to the finals and playing for a championship a team against a team that had just won two and had the biggest basketball player on earth on their team. Because I'm not saying Michael Jordan wasn't the biggest player on earth. He had his own shoe. Uh, that was one of the things that blasted him out of the atmosphere. Michael Jordan was most definitely a great player. I think you got to look back in time. You got to look at players like Bill Russell that won 12 championships, eight straight one time. And then he won one as a player coach with the Sonics. He won all the rest with the Celtics. A story team. Eight championships out of the 17, I think, that they have. He won eight straight of those. And then went back, and I think they won like three more, two more maybe, after that or something, before he left. And he played against great players. Wilt Chamberlain, you know, and Jerry West. And some of the greatest players of that time and that era for years Bill Russell played against him, what he achieved. So to say that uh, Michael Jordan played in an era where he was tested, or was there players out there just as good? No, he was one of so many players that were like in the in-between, in-between generations. Um, he was in between that generation of being young and old in the 80s. He was younger than most of the guys that came out in 79 or you know, the mid 70s and the early 80s, he was a little younger than them, but yet a little older than the guys that came out in the late 80s and early 90s that he played against. So understand there's a generational gap there. So when you talk about Michael Jordan and greatness and being the greatest of all time, you have to look at the generations, you have to look at the players, you have to look at the teams, you have to look at who was where at that time. Because you can't go back and name too many great teams at the time that Michael Jordan played. 
You just can't. The Pistons was kicking his ass when they were the team that they were. When they dismantled that team, he still had a hard time getting past them. But they did get past them in 91. But that was after they lost Rick Mahorn and other key players on the team. So that's a whole different vibe right there. LeBron James, he's moved around a bit. It's um, hard to talk about him in that era, you know, in his era, because his era is similar. LeBron kind of came in the same way. But with that being said, the dominance that he brought to every team he played for, the fact that he's been to 10 NBA finals appearances with three different teams and he's won a championship with every last one. That's pretty great. That's pretty dope. And he played with a talent pool that Michael Jordan can't really compare to because he was there when these players when these players were in their prime. When Kobe was in his prime, LeBron James played at that era. You understand? There's a lot of players that were still in their prime when he came in. Carmelo Anthony was in his prime. Dwayne Wade in his prime. Kevin Durant in his prime. Chris Paul in his prime. Paul George in his prime. Derrick Rose in his prime. Ray Allen in his prime. Kevin Garnett in his prime. And so many more. (laughs) So with that being said, when you speak on greatness, you have to speak on the era. The level of competition. Was the competition in his era? Was the competition of his generation? Some of them were a little older and some of them all already had bowed out years before he's going to retire. But at the same time, he played them at their prime. Michael Jordan can't say he played Magic Johnson in his prime. He can't say he played Larry Bird in his prime. He, he can say he played Isaiah Thomas in his prime. He can't say he played Clyde Drexler in his prime. He can't say that. He can't say he played a lot of players in their prime when they were really good players. You can't say that. You you played them towards the end of their career. You played Sean Kemp and Gary Payton probably before their prime. I think they were better after, to be honest. They, They both ended up becoming better. They probably didn't make it back to the finals, but they both ended up being better players than they probably were in that finals. So you got players that grew after. You got players that were big before but you don't have players on the same level. So it's a difference. But you do have other great players that are suddenly forgot about because another good guy came through in a generation. But there's a generational gap in the GOAT conversation. And I think that needs to be said. And sometimes you might just want to say of his generation or of his era, not of all time, because it's hard to really compare the different time periods. Because if you do compare them and you look at the players that were playing in those eras, how many teams there probably were, the different rule changes that they went through, you would probably find Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of all time. He isn't even the all-time leading scorer. He did not go to the NBA Finals from 1985 to 1991. Kobe Bryant went to the Finals way before that. Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, was the fighter. If you put those three, um, Kobe didn't have any special rules. There were no special rules for Kobe. I didn't see any. 
Kobe wasn't a crybaby. He played ball. He was a killer. The Mamba attitude, the Mamba mentality, as they say, will live on forever in every athlete that ever lives. Just like uh, the greatness that Muhammad Ali always used to talk about. It's the same idea. That's what the Mamba mentality is. It's the same thing. It's that killer mentality. I am going to win. I have to win. I'll work harder than you to win. And I'll teach other people how to win. I'll teach people around me how to win. I'll show them if they play with me, they can win and they will win. Even though Kobe wasn't the biggest teammate, you know, guy, like the biggest passer or anything like that, he did make players around him better because of his killer instinct, his will to win. Not just because he's dead. And I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan when he was alive. I'm a big Pistons fan. And that's the only team he lost against in the finals in 2004. If you remember, it was the Detroit Pistons. You know, that blue collar attitude that they even had in the early 90s. It came back in 2004 and they played against the Glitz and Glamour, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Lakers team, <clears throat> it was supposed to be the biggest thing ever. They had Carl Malone and Gary Payton. They were big. It was crazy, man. It was like, shit, we're going to get our ass kicked. But at the same time, in the in, in the series against Indiana, I started to think different. Not only that, something in my spirit told me they're going to win. And I started telling people, we're going to beat Indiana. We're going to go to the finals. Oh, uh, yeah, I ain't going to beat Indiana. Indiana cold. Indiana's dope. Da, da, da. Whatever the case may be. But that's not what ended up happening at all. What ended up happening was something even greater than that. And what ended up happening was that the Pistons played hard. Chauncey Billis played out of his mind. Rip Hamilton played out of his mind. Kobe Bryant forgot he went to high school in Pennsylvania with Rip Hamilton and Rip Hamilton played ball against him in high school. He knew Kobe. He knew something about Kobe that not many people knew. Let him shoot. Lock everybody else up. And watch what happens. He can't win the game by himself. He can score 60. He can score 70. Let him. Let Shaq score 20. We're going to play as a team. They're going to play as a two-man show. And we're going to see what's going to happen. What happened? Annihilation. Four games to one. The Pistons are the champions against the Glitz and Glam Lakers. I think it taught Kobe a lesson later about teamwork, working together as a team. And by 2009, Kobe was a champion again, holding up that trophy. He was the Mamba. He was a killer. And I never thought they was going to win that finals in 2009. I didn't think he had the team for it. I didn't think they had the team to make the finals, let alone to win it. They did, though. They did. And uh, in my mind, to lose is not a bad thing. People talk about LeBron losing, you know. You got to lose to know how to win, you know. Sometimes it goes down like that. But 10 finals is still something. And Kobe Bryant losing that finals taught him something about teamwork. And then by 2009, he was a champion again for the fifth time. So it means something to 
work hard like LeBron and like Kobe did. Jordan worked hard too. Jordan worked hard because he knew he could be better than anybody in the league. And he was. And that made him great in his era. Kobe was great in his era. LeBron is great in his era. There's room for more than one GOAT. So why not let there be more than one GOAT? Every player had his time that wasn't the greatest. I'm pretty sure Kobe would tell you that after the rape case, things were different. He had to work harder because now people want to make him out to be something that he wasn't. So now he has to work not only for himself, but to convince people that this is Kobe Bryant. Remember me for this. I'll make you forget that. I'll make you forget that whole thing. And he did. Come on now. You didn't hear about that again till he died. That's because you remember him as Mamba. The guy with the Mamba mentality. He used to wear number eight. Now he wears number 24. He won a championship wearing both numbers. And he was great. Rest in peace, Gianna and Kobe Bryant. Such a tragic loss. It set a tone for what we felt all of 2020. And for the Lakers to win the championship... I just felt as they should. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Congratulations to LeBron James, one of the greatest of all time. Congratulations to the whole Laker nation. But there's room for more than one GOAT. We black. We got a lot of GOATs. This has been the Big Deposit Podcast. We've been talking about greatness. And we have a lot of greatness in our communities. It's a lot of greatness in this world. Let your greatness show. See you guys. We out of here.